galaxies. All right. Uh, hello. And welcome to State of the Galaxies, 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 Galaxies. I am your host, Head Clown Extraordinaire. Um, I should, I hear... Don, can you say something? Oh yeah, I hear sure. you. I hear you perfectly. And now what they're trying to do is actually get the full chat up on, there's like a million monitors in front of me. It's like, it's Nick's high tech Nintendo room that just apparently is wired crazily. So, all right, while I'm waiting, your daughter Jessica says hi and that she will beat me at Zookeeper. I like that you set high goals for your children because even if they don't attain them, it's always good to have a want, to have a need, to have something to strive for. And I'll make sure she'll always be striving for that. Um, oh, okay, look at that. We got, we got, it, it, we've got full text. We've got, we're, this is amazing. Nick, this is amazing. You're welcome. Okay. Well, we, now you just removed it. Nope, now it's back. Okay, nope, now you removed it. He's removing things. He's giving me things. The Nick giveth, the Nick taketh away. I didn't do that. That was Neo. Is that Neo? Can you go... Can you tell him we had it? And then he took it away like because he's mean? He's a meanie? We had it. Mean people. Everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Um, okay, so there I just see I'm just waiting on the, the full text chat so I can communicate and then we can go through it together. It's been a while since the last state of the galaxies. Obviously lots of lots of things have happened. I want to talk about stuff and things. We're gonna we're gonna take Sroka on head to head in a full scale well no it'd be full scale. Maybe kind of like a partial scale. Maybe. Baby scale? No! I, listen to me. You must, we must be diametrically opposed. This is entertainment. We need drama. We have to create it. Okay? Haven't you ever watched... You, you, ever, you ever watch? You gotta learn from Vince McMahon, man. The, 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 the wrestling, it's, it's all about the drama. Um, so, Nick is pressing wires... Did, did Neo tell you why it vanished and was there? And yep. Then... He unplugged it. Because he was just against me? Yes. You... Neo! Neo's trying to... Open the door. Neo! You gaveth and then taketh away? Probably the SDI. If that's the case, it w and it's not working with a different port on the hub, then it's the SDI cable that runs from here to there. Oh, you had it up perfectly. Right, because I went like this with the wire. Oh. Okay. But if you jiggle the wire out there, shouldn't it not be in here? That's what I'm saying. Like, this I is... wanted to make sure when I tried to... I just tried a different port on the hub to see if it was the port on the hub. I came over here to see what I saw, and I don't see anything, but then I saw Nick messing with stuff, so I don't know if it was disconnected. That's why I'm... It was... There sure. There was a moment where you yeah, went and touched something... The directly here, then it's the cable. You touched something the first time, and it came on, and it stayed on. 
Yeah, but that was on the old port, and that's why I thought it's either the cable or the port at that point. So I switched to a different port. I came over here to see if it was working. I see Nick messing with things, so I'm not sure if that is. Now I don't know, right? If, All right. Well, so I look. If I just want confirms that everything is connected correctly. Everything is 100 percent connected correctly. Then it's the cable. Okay, well, uh, to run an SDI cable. all right, but you have it for a second. Can you just wiggle you it? So stand back there and just hold it like that. That'd be great. No, just, just, just see if, just see if like a wiggle, it'll hold it there for a second. If not, then no problem. Oh gosh. The sheer amount. Oh, there it is. It's on. No, if you let go and it stays, then great. But if, if it doesn't, then forget it. All right, forget it. Loose cables, man. Loose cables. All right. Well, it's on. This is like some home. All right, he's going to try to figure something out. So let's get going. Um, I wonder if... God, I keep... Uh, oh, it's, this is painful. All right, wait. I can try to do this. In the meanwhile, I can try to, to fake it. Okay, um, let's get into this, Sh uh, shall we? Uh, click, yes. As some of you may know, we recently did a, a crowdfunding campaign called Right to Game. And um, there, were, there was a lot of activity surrounding it in all kinds of forms and fashions. Um, the, uh, the, the campaign ended yesterday, I believe, day before, somewhere around there, 24 hours ago. Um, and we got close to about half of our target goal. Now, the, the money that we were raising is designed to go towards the things that we specified in the campaign. And those things that we specified in the campaign are actually these sort of infinite spectrum things that require an infinite amount of work. So um, what happens is because we've, we only raised half the amount, and, and the goal of course is to try to get all these things done as quickly as possible um, to better facilitate the community, to better facilitate public access to all of this information in the ways that they want to get it. To, to create um, a, a, a way for greater understanding um, through quantification, all those sorts of things. We want to go as fast as we possibly can. So when you raise half the money, basically what it means, it doesn't mean that we're not doing those things. Those things are still going to be done. It's just we ha can't go quite as fast because we can't hire as many people or, or put as many resources on each particular thing. But let me be clear, uh, the amount of money raised was fantastic and spectacular um, and uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about that which is many members of the Twin Galaxies community contributed to this campaign significantly and they didn't put a lot of fanfare around the fact that they did that. They didn't go to TwinGalaxies.com and to the forums and talk about how much they put towards it. They didn't really, they didn't do that. They just did what they could to help the campaign. And I just want those people who did that to know that um, we're very aware 
of those contributions, that those contributions were uh, very significant and um, also very telling of how much support you really have for Twin Galaxies. Uh, and the reason I bring this up is because on the forums, on Twin Galaxies forums, there's a lot of strong opinions, there's a lot of uh, um, contention on subjects and you might get the wrong impression about some of the people uh, who are participating in these conversations in terms of how they view Twin Galaxies or if they're negative about it and all that other stuff. And um, it's not, it's really not the case. You, I, I can definitely say that the vast, vast majority of, of passionate discussion one way or the other that's happening on Twin Galaxies is only happening because people care. And that really became super clear through this campaign when, you're, when you see some of the contributions that were made by these people. And I'm not going to out anybody or try to reveal who these people are or whatever. Um, they can do that on their own. But, you know, this community is, is a pretty powerful community and it's definitely very committed. And I want you to know that my commitment to try to help Twin Galaxies reach all of its potential um, is as strong as ever and you know all this stuff takes time and I know there can be a lot of frustration but every, everything that everybody's putting into this is incredibly valuable and so I just personally want to thank you you know who you are um, for your contributions and, and not only monetarily but also you know what everybody's bringing to the forums and um, all the valid points and all the thinking that goes on there so I know it can get frustrating and Maybe uh, I, I seem like uh, like you're talking to a wall sometimes and, and, and all of that, but you know, just understand that I don't I don't have this, I don't I can't I don't get the same sort of um, uh, room to navigate in the position I'm in uh, conversationally on the forums that sort of everybody else uh, does. So it's 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 always challenging to. To communicate effectively all the time on all the subjects so I wanted to cover that uh, let me see well they haven't gotten the chat up here so I think I can find see some chat here um, does anybody have any questions about the campaign I heard Sroka I watched the settle it on the screen broadcast like a regular viewer like I always do the amazing amazing show that I struggle to keep to keep up with um, and you know they talked about they brought up the, the the right to game campaign and there are a little little bit of faces it kind of it was kind of like well we understand kind of why the approach was taken that way but really it kind of made us feel a little like why did that approach have to be that way? Why couldn't it have been a different way? And that's pretty accurate, right? And you have to. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to walk you through all of the concerns that, as head custodian, I have to keep aware of because I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. So let me let me walk walk you a little bit through some of the harsher reality of of this, which is 
Some people would have preferred a crowdfunding approach of, hey, uh, Twin Galaxies um, wants to, you know, improve its scoreboard. Here's, you know, here's a crowdfunding campaign to do that, right? Now, the problem that exists with that approach conceptually, oh, it went off and then on, you know, um, is... If you don't know what Twin Galaxies is, then the first question would be, why, do I, why should I give half of a crap about a scoreboard? Why is it even important at all in any way, shape, or form? Please explain that to me. I, I just, you know, if, if, if the crowdfunding was just for Twin Galaxies members who understood this, then you don't really need to do a crowdfunding campaign. You might as well just put it on TwinGalaxies.com and say, hey, right? But the minute you go to a wider audience base, the first question would be, well, why, should the, why does this even matter at all? And um, in that particular kind of context, it's very challenging to answer that. Now, so, so I'll start there, and, and I'm going to use, I'm just going to pick on Mike because he's here in Skype and I can just pick on him, but I'll, I'll uh, I want to use, I want, I want to find out for you, does it, do you understand the nature of that conundrum that I explained? part is this is mainstream like like there, there's you know I don't want to go into a, a super giant discussion about the, like the mainstream's perception of the overall category um, but in, in order to get them excited mainstream someone who doesn't play video games someone who just they kind of know about video games in general but they, they ultimately, their lack of knowledge about the subject actually works against the entire category. And when I, when I say it against the whole category, here's what I mean. You know, there's been video game journalism for 20 years. Not a single video game journalist has ever even been considered for a Pulitzer Prize. Okay? Why? Because the subject that they write about is so trivialized in people's minds, it would be laughable to the journalist industry to give a Pulitzer Prize for someone who writes about video games. It, it, so, you know, so that's just one example. So, so you have this sort of categoric, cumulative dismissal of video games as an activity, not as a product that sells. Everybody respects uh, any product that sells millions and millions and billions of dollars worth of stuff, just like porn. No one argues that the porn industry doesn't make a lot of money. Of course it does. But do the people associated with that category, do they get respected because everybody uses their product? Because it has a lot of sales? No. It doesn't change society's general negative viewpoint on that category. And so 
one of the, the challenges that the video game category has, it's not exactly the same as porn, but it, it falls into a similar construct where, yes, there are big sales and video game players like to say, oh, look at all the video game sales, billions of dollars. Clearly, that means it's a legitimate thing. No, it doesn't. Then there's like, well, everybody's using video games, so clearly it must mean it's totally acceptable. No, it doesn't, because porn both fits those categories, and clearly it doesn't fall into, it doesn't. So those two things alone are not what's going to change people's minds about the category in general. Something else has to change people's minds, and that gets into uh, them understanding the upshot of time spent in the category for a person's life. I mean, they can go, well, I understand it entertains them. No, there's a lot more. Like video, you know how they, people will talk about how marijuana is a gateway drug to other drugs? Well, video game as a category is a gateway to about a zillion occupations and interests from being a doctor to, I mean, it just goes, it's, it's just another avenue for someone's passion to take them into whatever profession that they want, not just pro gaming, right? But um, when you have somebody who doesn't understand that, and it's never been explained, and unless they are into video games, they won't ever come to that understanding on their own. Not the same way that uh, yeah. they, they see someone playing chess, right? They just see someone, a kid playing chess. In their mind, whether it's real or not, they think, oh, I can see how that activity will, can potentially lead this person to great things, whether becoming a doctor or a lawyer, because it means they're smart, it means they're doing something strategic. It, they like, there's this, this pre-built program and bias for chess that does not exist for video games, right? And how did chess, or things like chess, attain that? Well, it attained that through people, through the expression of the art through people's achievements. So you get like someone like a Bobby Fischer, right? And then everybody's like starts taking interest in that person because of the activity and they see how smart he is and then all the other things he does. And then suddenly chess starts to get more and more of a, of a mainstream understanding and that translates to less anxiety about it, less stress about it, right? So when you look at the video game category, where is that happening? It's not. All you have is video game companies promoting the games, which is not a personal thing. It's not something that a person can identify with and understand how a product has an emotional experience for itself. It doesn't. It's a product, right? So tr true understanding of video games as an activity can only come through the players. So you have to build an entire superstructure that helps tell the players stories, that helps tell, show what the players have done and explain why it matters and create an, an area under, of understanding around the activity through human beings. And video game companies are never going to do that. Yeah. And Jay, oh, what, uh, they're not going to do that, but I just want to bring it up just because it hit me in my head. People are like, what, what is Jay talking about? I guess a good, I would say a good modern example of that would be uh, poker. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. Poker, yeah. And it's the thing, oh, it's gambling. Oh, it's something, you know, it's something you do cigars and you know, you do it with your friends, but it's nothing serious to really, you know, yeah, you can maybe 
cheat your way through it against your friends for some money, but now, you know, past 20 years, 30 years, you know, people don't, people don't get on people for playing poker. Yeah, that's, no, I think you're, you're exactly right. And until those human beings started popping up that you could attach to and understand their story relative to poker, people could not appreciate it. So, you know, video game companies, their job is to sell video games. Okay, not promote players, not build a career path for players, not bank players achieve none of that. No, that's not their job. It's never going to happen. Um, here's a really good example. In Hollywood, you have all these film studios, and their job is to sell movies. They really don't care about actors, and what and act and and helping and banking actors. They don't care. That is why Hollywood studios did not create IMDb. IMDB is where actors bank all of their achievements and everybody can look and all the different studios can look and then the value of this actor starts to be understood better by the average person because, oh, look at all the things they're in and all the things they've done, right? That wasn't created by a Hollywood studio. That, that IMDB is a separate thing, a third-party thing that's come in and created the way for uh, commerce around actors to be better transmitted. Twin Galaxies is the IMDB for video game players. It's a more uh, elaborate one, a more, um, uh, you know, statistically driven one. But essentially, now as a video game player, if you actually want to have your, your life playing video games and accrue value and have a play, where are you going to do that? Twin Galaxies is the only place that's trying to look at everything, right, and put it in. And then basically what the right to game campaign is, is about raising money to create better and easier access to that IMDB list that for players. Access so that people can see it and understand it more easily, uh, check it out on mobile. There's just all these, there's like a lot of nuance to this thing, right? So anyway, the reason the right to get, the, the approach was taken was uh, um, instead of it being, oh, you know, Twin Galaxies just want, just is trying to raise money to add to something, that is for the good of all, people won't understand what that good of all is. So we had to go back and go, wait a minute, let's start with, well, what's the good of all? What, like, what is that? The, you mean the countless every single day battles that are happening across this country in households about between people who are spending time playing video games and the people who think that those people shouldn't be doing that? That's literally happening every single day in, in houses across the country. There's some kind of battle, whether it's between a husband and a wife, a parent and a kid, a boyfriend and a girl. That someone's playing video games and someone else is just like, that. you're spending too much time doing that. And that person who's saying that, most of the time, is doing it from a place of not fully understanding the activity. And they might not have said it, you know, like... If the per let's say you had a person, all they want to do is sit around and read books, right? They're just reading books. You go, oh, well, they're reading. So I don't feel motivated to tell them to stop reading because in my head, reading is a good thing and I can see how it can become something. Just take that same person, the same amount of time, put them in the same chair, but put a controller in their hand. Oh my God, they're wasting time, right? It's just, so, and, and that creates all these anxieties for people. If you're growing up playing video games and your parents are always walking by your door telling you to turn it off, every time feet go by the doorway, what happens to, the, to that kid? 
he, he, they hunch down. Oh, oh crap, are they going to come in here and tell me to turn it off? You know, if, if, even if they come in once out of every five times they walk past the door, every five times the, the kid has cringed. Do that for five or six years as they're going through their teenage years and become an adult. And how does that adult feel now when they play video games around others? Right? Others that they know don't understand, they're going to feel anxiety without knowing it. So, anyways, I, I, I digress. The, the, the approach was taken because I think the conversation overall is, here is this problem. Twin Galaxies is here to solve it. Help us solve the problem. You know, there's animal cruelty in the world. It's a big problem and it's multifaceted. You want to help. How do you do it? You give to, what, the ASPCA or whatever they're called, and they attack it at multiple angles. Twin, Twin Galaxies is attacking this at multiple angles. And did you know that it, I mean, most people, when this is explained to them, they realize, yeah, it is a problem. Gosh, I went over to my sister's house and her, my nephew, uh, you know, like there, there's all these stories for it. And I got to tell you, the response that, that has come through to Twin Galaxies from all of these, these I mean, you, I haven't, we haven't even announced or discussed all of the relationships that Right to Game has created um, in terms of furthering the effort of Twin Galaxies, furthering the effort of, of players. If you want to... If, if someone asks you, what's the real, what is Twin Galaxies really doing? And you want to give them one sentence, I can tell you what that sentence is. The sentence is this. Twin Galaxies is changing the focus of the video game industry away from games into players as the primary point and source of content. That's it. We're take, it's not about the games, it's about the players. It's shifting that as the fundamental axiom of what matters in the space. So to do that obviously takes a long time. It takes a lot of efforts and the Right to Game campaign was a good first step. It was amazing to see the Twin Galaxies community come out um, and support. And I was very surprised by some of the contributions from some of the people that you'd never think, you'd never think that they would step up as much as they did. and. Um, you know, it just, it just really, it reaffirms my belief that the heated conversations that take place on Twin Galaxies are really coming from a passionate spot. Bottom line. So, let me move forward. Hey, I have a quick question. Yes. Actually, not my question. Other people have asked you this on Facebook. Is there potentially anything in the future that somebody, you know, you know, the, the, Fundraisers only 30 days. Somebody might not have been able to contribute to the cause for those 30 days. So it would be something in the future, or is there another way people can if someone wants to do that. Ideally though, I am trying very hard to get Twin Galaxies into a scenario where all of the contributions that people need to make are in terms of content and providing their performances and providing their expertise to the community. Those are the com 
really the, the contributions that I want Twin Galaxies to, to have from people. And I want the economic burden of Twin Galaxies to be alleviated through uh, smart business decisions that, I'm, that I work on. And um, really, the campaign it was designed to help accelerate some of the stuff that I know that the community has been wanting. And we will be able to move a little quicker on some of this stuff because I'm going to, you know, take this money and start applying it to, to, these, to these things. Um, but uh, I always want Twin Galaxies to feel um, not overly influenced by economic contribution from people. Like politics, you know. I want people to come there and be like, you know what, this is church. And yes, church has a collection plate. But, it, you know, I don't ever want the sensation that, like, somehow there's more blessings for someone who puts more in the collection plate. That's all. That's all I'm guarded against, just in, just in general. But I will never let Twin Galaxies fail. I will not let it go defunct, run out of money, cease to exist, and have everybody's time investment and accomplishments get laid to waste because somehow Twin Galaxies couldn't afford to pay its billion-dollar video upload bill that it gets every month, or something like that. Not going to let it you happen. Heard it. We, you heard it here first. What? You heard it here first. Go ahead, yeah. No, I was just going to say we're holding you to that. Yeah, I'm not. Dude, this is, look, you're talking to I've lived my whole life in this space as a video game enthusiast. You know, I've made them, I've built companies, I've, the whole thing. Hell, it's very important to me that Twin Galaxies, Twin Galaxies represents to me a, a, the validation of such a life lived. So hell will freeze over before I let it tank out. It's just not going to happen. So that's just, that's just not happening. <laughs> no. Um, it's too valuable as a, as a thing for all of us together. And that's just how I view it. Um, you know, I'm a I'm crazy I'm a crazy person that way. <laughs> and uh, you know, I I uh, I really do appreciate even the people, dude. The right to game campaign obviously put me personally in the forefront of like a bunch of discuss. Like for like, I got what some somebody asked me a question. I answer them, apparently they were from the Gamergate community. So the mere act of answering that question immediately meant I'm supporting Gamergate, right? Where, and I'm like, oh God, here we go. Um, whereas I'm supporting all, all uh, I'm, I support all video game enthusiasts. I support the critics of, of uh, like we need all of it. It's, to me, just watching these gamer factions argue with each other is just, what do you, it's like, come on. So, you know, um, so, so, you know, that, it put me in the, the crosshair. So, obviously, I got lots of emails and attacks and all this other stuff. But even still, I, I appreciate the passion of someone who's coming at me like that. I get it. So, I just can't get mad at them. I just can't. It's like... Oh, and you answered this Gamergate person. Did you know they harass women? You're not, you're, you're, you don't support harassment, do you? And I'm like, okay, see, now, <laughs> like, this is the thing. The fact that those kinds of questions even have to be asked in general 
means that the dialogue taking place has really gotten out of like sort of a reasonable uh, discourse. You, should, you shouldn't have to ask someone if they're against harassment. Any reasonable human being is against harassment. Harassment isn't good of any kind. Why would you harass anybody? Like, well, Really? You want me to state that I am against harassment? Sure, absolutely no problem. That's the truth. I do not support harassing things. People, you don't need to. Harassment only, people harass when they've run out of ways that they can think to communicate and they've become frustrated, you know? It's, it's, but that, you know, so, but even still, getting a question like that, I don't get upset. I just think, wow, it's gotten to this place. You know, we really all as a community in general need to come together and realize we are all one thing and that's it. So, um, we'll be keep, we'll work towards that and, um, uh, it's, it's just a slow process and it's going to be lots of frustration. A lot of it. I know. Trust me, Don Atreides. I understand, dude. Believe me. <laughs> I seriously do. You know, so, um, so let's move on. Uh, the Twin Galaxies tournament site, you know, is in beta. Wes, um, so, so let me explain a little bit what's going on there. Wes built a wonderful interface for tournaments, and Twin Galaxies obviously wants to move towards being able to facilitate tournaments and make it easier, and it'd be great to be able to click all your friends that you've grouped and just create an instant tournament. We want to work towards all that, so... Um, uh, I went to Wes and I said, why, don't, why doesn't Twin Galaxies uh, acquire in, uh, the stuff that you've developed and uh, contract you to continue to develop it further as an independent thing? So, to, so that everybody understands, Wes is not a Twin Galaxies employee. He doesn't have admin access or anything like that. Uh, he, he's developed the, the, the tournament site. He's running the, the tournament site as, as he sees fit. He's done, did a great job in the past and, um, he's, uh, and I'm, we're working with him to create, uh, communication between the twin, the tournament site and twin galaxies itself so that your accomplishments in the tournament site can be banked. Um, uh, you will, greater filtering can take place in terms of who you want to be able to enter a tournament, you can start to look at, uh, you know, the PSI, ESI, or the credibility ratings to, to make determinate all that sort of uh, fun stuff. Um, West is, is doing a great job, and uh, you know we've got the in progress TGEF uh, Ness rematch going on. It'll be interesting to see who will win that. We have some interesting characters. I expect Sroka to have nothing but wins all day long. Anything less than that means... I'm just simply saying that it's, his sonic credibility is on the line. So... That's outrageous to say. It's just... No. <laughs> and uh, upcoming, you know, the, the, the Olympics is coming up soon. It's going to be a big tournament. Make sure you guys sign up and get into that. They announced the game list already, and it's, it's an excellent list. It's, it's, going to be, it's going to be a big deal. So, um, the, uh, Don, what, like, you, I saw a thread somewhere where someone, I think it was you, Don, who is working on trophies. 
Is that, are those trophies oh, for? Yes, sir. That is correct. Are, are those trophies for the Olympics? Actually, it is for the NES decathlon. Okay. And probably going to be the Olympics if my bank account allows me. Okay. Um, well, let, I, I think what I want to do is put some of that load onto Twin Galaxies. Okay. Just send me big piles of money. So, Just so. Boxes is fine. Why don't we, like, what, what I want, like, well, there's two things. Is One is, there is, uh, there are going to be some Twin Galaxies hoodies, real life hoodies, that we will have from the campaign. Like, these are just ones that will never be made again. Um, so, we might be able to, I, I want to figure out how Twin Galaxies can place some awards on this so that it doesn't fall onto people like yourself, Don, to, to do it. Um, so what, what would be interesting to, to see is if you, if you could start a thread that basically says, that, that really looks at what, what do you think like a good prize will be like for, for these tournaments and stuff. And, and um, because I want to support these in some way. I, like, you know, if, it, if it's paying for the trophies or if there's something that's more desirable uh, for us to try, I'd like to create some group, some, because I, 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 I there, there needs to be something and I, and I don't, you don't need to carry that weight. Although I think I, if you could be the, the organizer who, who, um, you know, sort of oversees the award process I, or whatever, or at least gathers that information, that would be great. But I, I you know. Twin Galaxies just raised some money from the Right to Game campaign, and certainly some of that can go towards um, some uh, tournament prizes. Wouldn't I think the prizes are awesome because I think it gets more people involved, but my suggestion to you, which is probably cost little to no money, and it's already kind of, I think you're already building on it with the, uh, the perks, with the little badges on your membership, but maybe kind of, uh, just on the web page, just like how records are kept track of maybe a special web page section for tournament winners or something that just that just keeps getting updated every you know every year. Yeah, yeah. So kind of sort of how Walter had it in two thousand four or five ish. He would have a special section based on all those little tournaments and all those events you know, across North when you get the Mall of America and all that stuff was documented and just like one central place where, you know, hey, the NES tournament winner of 2016 was this person, 2017, 18, a consistent basis. And I think that would be, I think that's what most people look for in those tournaments is the prestige of, I guess, being remembered more or less. All right, Wes says that your profile page on the tournament site will show all your winnings, but I also think it might be a good idea for there to be some sort of summary link embedded in your profile on Twin Galaxies. You know how you can see your credibility, world records, and all this other stuff? Some sort of, um, not only a, the leaderboards you're talking about, uh, but some sort of, sort of quick overview of tournament wins um, that's done through the tournament site at Twin Galaxies, and then we could probably, you'd probably have, break it into two chunks, there's like Twin Galaxies tournaments specific wins and um, accreditation, and then underneath that, 
off-site tournament wins and some sort of mechanism that will let an, a third party register <clears throat> so that uh, credit can be given on your Twin Galaxies account somehow if you win some, you know, like a local uh, barcade tournament or something like that. Um, so I like that idea of creating a way to aggregate tournament wins. Um, obviously, Twin Galaxies tournament wins, which Wes is saying you will be able to do on the Twin Galaxies tournament profile site, but we should definitely figure out how to make sure that data is on both sides of the Twin Galaxies universes. But then also uh, these third-party uh, tournaments. Because then, you know, if there was a simple way for, for uh, tournament holders to register at Twin Galaxies so that, yes, it's a third-party tournament, you know, all these other things, but it, it's, it will be like a badge or a trophy or something that, that shows up in your profile. Remember, the goal is to aggregate all of your achievements in video gaming across everything into one spot, like an IMDB, so, right? So that becomes valuable. Your street cred. Yes. Street cred, yeah. 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 And you know, I think, I think the, um, the idea of calling Twin Galaxies the IMDB of gamers, I think is a, is a really excellent concept. I think that's a really good idea, and I think a lot of people complain about, not, not, not that I ever would, complain about the social media focus of Twin Galaxies. No, I totally do complain about it. But, um, but if you view it from an IMDB perspective with that in mind, that is like a, I think that's a really awesome idea, and I think that's a really good analogy. I think I'm, that, that's accurate. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, no, I'm glad to hear that because what I hope is when you hear it in that context, it then becomes a little more clear how it can be a valuable thing for players to have, right? Uh, like now, you know, it's like, oh, you want to see what, I, what I've done in video gaming? Check out my IMDB, right? Boom. And you know that that IMDB is a qualified one. Like it's not just like someone wrote down their own shit. And then, you know, it's, for it to be listed here, it means it's actually something that, that happened and uh, took place. So that, that's, that's, that's cool. And we're work, you know, ultimately, we're working towards that. Inside of the, the, the IMDB for players, right, are world records, uh, you know, all, all the stuff underneath that comprises what those achievements are. But there's nothing else like that out there in the world. And so, and I think Twin Galaxies is the right entity to to capture that opportunity um let's see here so as you know we're working on leaderboards um the uh so so once we get the leaderboard stuff up this is like just stage one okay which is a way to look at like you know the top you know, who, who has the most ESI, who's got the most PSI, who's got the most world records, who's got the most other records, who's got, uh, you know, the, the most founded tracks, who has the most submission points, who's got the most thanks and likes, all this stuff that, because we as a group are generally competitive with each other, all of this stuff, you want to be able to see at an easy glance. And, um, oh, looks like I lost my, my Skype. Hold on a second. Let me go yell at somebody. Hey, Neo? Yeah. I lost my Skype. Oh.
Oh, the content system. Oh, you like how I'm yelling? I'll be right back. Hold on. Hey, Neil. Okay, I'm going to run long. Is there something critical that has to take place after me? Well, the first question is, is there something critical that takes place after me that I would hold up? No. Okay. So. Oh, okay, so uh, I need probably like 20 more minutes or so. All right, 20 more minutes. Okay. Right. The boss. Yes. Thank you. We should go to lockdown. All right, I'm coming back. I'm wandering around the halls of Twin Galaxies. There we go. There we go. Yes, I'm Jace Hall, wandering the halls of Twin Galaxies. Yay. Um, so anyway, uh, we're working. So this is just stage one. The leaderboard stuff is stage one, simple stuff, okay? Um, I want it to also include platform-specific PSI and ESI calculations. So you could go, okay, just on Nintendo platform, what would, what's my PSI compared to others just for Nintendo or ESI, whatever. Um, right? So, so we're, we're going to get all of that up and handled, and basically it's going to like the front page of Twin Galaxies, right? You'll, if you're not logged in, you just come to the page and boom, you're just seeing top tens and, and status and all that stuff and, uh, um, and then the news underneath. But um, we're working on it. The, one of the things that's hard, like that people need to always keep in mind is Twin Galaxies has a shit ton of data built inside of it. And um, so when we do database searches and polling and all this other stuff, it, it really grinds down on the back end. So we have to, so a big part of the engineering effort is how to minimize the hit when you're updating all that information. Like we just see just calculation alone, which is finally, finally accurate. Everybody's is accurate. Um, is like, it just takes forever to compute it all out because of all the iterations and variations and permutations and one user affecting another and the minute you score it shifts the leaderboard. It's a lot, there's a lot in there. I feel like it shouldn't say this is because the, uh, so, so let me hop, hop forward. Here, let me get Mike. The, okay, so ESI and PSI, let us talk about this for a second because Every now and then this will flare up on the forums. And I, I want to be really clear about this. Um, we all know what PSI is at this point, which is it's, it's effectively looking at how many people you are beating across all the leaderboards cumulatively. Right? So if you eliminate, let's just say we just eliminate the bonus calculation that takes place for rank one. If your PSI was a thousand, then that means you're actually beating 1000 other people at various games. They are underneath you on the leaderboards. That's what it means. Okay. Now, because rank one has a special calculation, because rank two, like if, if, it's very simple. If there's 10 people on a leaderboard and you're ranked two, you're in the second position. There's eight people underneath you. You get eight points. That's, that's your PSI for that leaderboard. Eight points. So 
That's an easy calculation. The rank one has a bonus. So if you're rank one, you, you would get, on a, on a, if there's 10 people, you would get nine points because you're sitting on top of nine people, but then it looks at how badly you're beating them. So you're considered 100%, and then it starts looking at all the scores underneath you and creates an average percentage that you are winning by, and then that becomes a multiplier. So let's say you're beating everybody by, on average by 50%, your score is 50% higher on average, then your points would be 9 times 0.5, right? So you would get, you get uh, basically, so it'd be like 9.5 essentially, or so, uh, half a point. So it kicks, it kicks you up. Um, so one of the things that I saw that like, which I think was valid, which is because PSI was looking at everything completely globally, you could, you, and, and there was not much granularity. Um, and I watched this happen when Datagod and Lexmark were having a conversation about their PSIs. Lexmark has three records in the database and that's it. And all of his records are world records. He's number one in each one. Whereas Datagod has had at the time, I think about 14 records. Two of them were world records and 12 of them were uh, other records, you know, second place and beneath. Datagod's PSI was 176, where Lexmark's was 140. So in looking at that, those numbers purely, um, Datagod, his player skill index was higher under that measurement. And I thought, you know, what we're losing right out of the gate here is Lexmark's three records are generating almost as much PSI as Datagod's 14 records, but there's, it's, it, but it's hard to, to discern that. So by creating ESI, I thought, well, you know what, what we, what we need to do is basically look at world records only and then be able to do comparisons that way. Because once you're number one on a leaderboard, you're clearly an expert on that leaderboard. And um, so let us look at just world records. So then when we performed an ESI calculation, Lexmark's ESI is 140, just like his PSI, because all of his records are world records and there's no other records to generate PSI. So they become the same. Data God's ESI became two, the number two, and his PSI was 170. That's because on the tracks that Data God holds a world record, there are only two other competitors total. So in his world record competition level stuff where he sits on the top, he's beating two other people. In Lexmark's case, he's, he's beating at least you know, a hundred and some odd other people because of the bonus it kicks up and all this other stuff. And so by breaking those two things out, you get a little bit uh, more resolution um, and it helps, and it, and it helps uh, it, you look at the different styles of players. Some players likes to play, like to play a lot of different video games and that is one expression of their skill across all those different games. Other players like to play just a couple. And so you need to be able to look at both of those independently. And that's what ESI is. 
I'm not saying one is better than the other. It's just, they're just different filters on the same exact data. Now, I want to get into this discussion of quote unquote skill. I saw a post where, which I thought was valid, where he's taught where I think it was Snowflake was talking about how people can get emotionally invested into words and that's what causes contention. And the word skill causes people to flare up. Okay? So I'm gonna ask you all to pay close attention to what I'm about to say and really look at this from a Twin Galaxies perspective to help you understand this. The skill that is measured that Twin Galaxies, Twin Galaxies' current definition of skill is an objective measurement, which is it's saying if you beat two people and someone else beats a thousand people, the person who beats a thousand people has greater skill than the person who has only beat two people. That is how skill is being measured. It's being measured by how many people you beat. Now, that measurement, whether you agree with that or not, you cannot disagree with that is an objective measurement. It will always yield the same results because it is looking at numbers and computing a result from those numbers. There's nothing you can say, well, I don't think the fact that someone who is beating a thousand people is more skilled than someone who's beating two people. Okay, you, that, that's taking the picture up a step. Okay, so we'll put that to the side for a second. But within its own definition, beating a thousand people means you have more skill than beating two. It will always yield the same results. Okay, and that's an important thing when you're trying to measure things objectively. Now, for a lot of people, skill is a arbitrary value that they've assigned to certain things. They're starting to value, especially when you're talking to video games, you're talking, you're valuing a video game's level of difficulty as you perceive it and weighing it against something else. And that is not an objective measurement. It will change from person to person as to what is considered hard or not. And that's, you cannot create math from that easily, okay? Now, there's an argument to be said, well, since you can't, since, you know, skill could be viewed that way, um, why not change the word skill to something like competition? Call it the player competition index. I will tell you why we do not want to do that as a collective group, okay? Maybe as an individual, you're like, oh, that would make me feel better. But as a collective group, that is not good for all of us. And I will tell you why. As society comes to grips with understanding the value proposition of time spent in the activity of playing video games, words like skill generate more opportunity for players than words like achievement. When you're seeing someone spend time in an area and the messaging that you're receiving on a mainstream level is that they are developing a valued skill, 
that engenders more support in general at a on a wider scale basis the twin galaxies needs to be in the business of saying to the world this player is skilled you should value them the work that they have put in across all of these video games means generically as a video game player they are highly skilled doesn't matter what you throw at them you can consider them a champion by creating that abstraction we're creating a whole world of opportunity for video game players the minute you start breaking skill down just to a specific video game guess what you're locked into from an opportunity perspective that video game and once that video game is dead and gone so is your valued skill with it so we can get into you know the semantics of well it should be called a competition index blah 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 i'm simply just saying twin galaxies is quote measuring skill quantitatively by saying they're uh you're you're beating more people therefore you're more skilled and arguably i would say it holds up under scale okay so uh, here's a perfect example if you take the 10 top video games in your mind whatever they are and someone holds the number one position on seven of them and someone holds the number one position on three of them who in your view has more video game skill as a person is it the person holding the seven number ones or is it the person holding the three number ones mike soroka i throw to you i'm sorry i wasn't listening that's awesome that's fine I'm sorry. that's fine um we were talking about video game stuff but it's like <laughs> well this was my question to you. You were, you, were, you, were, you were commenting on what you were saying. Well, We've been doing this thing with our own tournament for 20 years now. And uh, we totally agree with the idea if you just pigeonhole yourself into one game or one idea, you're basically dead in the water immediately. And that's kind of what we've always agreed with. That's what we were talking about. That's right. Well, you know, so look. So by basically boiling what skill means down to something that everybody can understand which is you're beating more people than somebody else okay everybody can understand that they may you know that does not go into well is donkey kong a harder game than zookeeper right and if someone is number one on donkey kong are they more skilled than someone who's number one on zookeeper the, those that kind of quote skill discussion is where all the contention lies and it rapidly goes nowhere in terms of creating opportunities but what i will tell you is is that somebody who has the number one rank in uh zookeeper asteroids space invaders cubert and you know zaxxon ha is in my view definitely more skilled than someone who only has the number one rank in Mario Brothers. Oh, totally, totally. Yeah, that's not even the yeah, that, Right? That's what our competition revolves around. Yeah. Right. That, so, no, being good at one game is almost meaningless if you're good at like 25 different games. 
like, but not the best there. Yeah, my personal view, I can I consider Don Hayes the greatest arcade player of all time. My personal view. Donald Hayes? Yeah, because of all the scores he's put amongst yeah. all the games. That's why I think I got to look at the field. Yeah, you can get first place on two games, but you can get like 10th place on 20 games, but you can get third place on every single one of them. That means more to me than anything else. Yeah. Right. Well, see, so the, the Twin Galaxies ESI and PSI system is, it's kind of looking at, at it from that perspective, right? And mm -hmm. now I will say this, uh, and, and, con and consider this. In something, if you have an arcade game, let's say like you take right? And let's say there are 10,000 players who are competing on the Donkey Kong leaderboard and you manage to get to number one, I would argue that it took more skill to get to number one on a leaderboard that has 10,000 competitors than if the Donkey Kong leaderboard only had eight competitors and you get to number one. Would you, would you agree with that idea? Yeah. Okay, so my, my thinking is, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I think one of the problems that people have with PSI and ASI, and overall I think it's a good system, but um, for instance, um, I have a lot of records on Burnout 2, which is a racing game. And on each of the records, I've beaten like one or two people, but I have a lot of them. So, you know, there's like 20 tracks, and each track is considered its own thing, its own world record, which means I have like 40 PSI just from beating effectively the same two people on all the tracks. Um, another example is, I'm not picking on Pete Me here, uh, he's a great guy, so just another personal Pete, but uh, Pete has a lot of records on the Nintendo Wii uh, that generate a lot of PSI. The competitors on that, those games are him and his children, right? So he's generating PSI from beating children, literally children and his own children, which is awesome that they're doing that as a family, but that's generating PSI for him, and I think that's ultimately when you see people who are up in arms about PSI and ESI, that's why. It's those unusual cases that people have really high PSI for reasons that are not indicative of skill. Okay, all right, so, so I under, that makes sense to me, and here's how I would answer that. It probably won't be to satisfaction, but here's how I would answer that. The reason that you're seeing those kinds of aberrations is because of the lower player participation count. So it, it, when you have a system, you can either design a system that's accommodating the fact that there's only going to be three to five competitors, and then you, you maximize and deal with the fact to th those kind of, you, you, would, you would create a system that would catch exactly what you're talking about. But if you created a system like that, a system like that absolutely could not handle a thousand people on the leaderboard. It would cause all kinds of problems on the upper end. So, so what in, now I'm thinking of Twin Galaxies as growing much bigger than what you know of it as today, right? In my head, I see it, you know, having a million participants. Now, at a million participants, I promise you, like those Wii tracks with the kids will, will not, there just won't be things like that. It will, it, they'll become rounding errors in terms of uh, what a PSI is for somebody. 
because of right, the sale of PSI would have to be. So, just for clarity, Pete Me will always have beaten his children, meaning he will always get PSI for that. The the only what I think you're saying is, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, is that the scale of PSI is going to increase so much after people, you know. I, as the user base That's correct. That yes, and so you're seeing what you're seeing is the downside to a system that's designed to handle a lot of people. You're seeing the downside because when you have small number of people, the impact of that small group seems to be much greater than it should be, right? And and so I, so that's why. And I can't. And I don't. What I don't want us to do is fix it for the small scale because adjusting measurements like this later is really problematic like 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 once you've invested into the way it works and then suddenly we got to change everything because now we have to scale it up to handle 10,000 participants on a you know that I so right now yes those the the, the smaller event will seem more significant in the environment but as the scale of the user base grows, those sorts of things become the the noise uh, the noise level, right? Right, like 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 Donkey Kong as a track currently is above is above the noise level. I would start with the one that is most comfortable with me at that point. So, so that so that's that's the challenge. That that's just been the challenge. Now. I will, I will tell you, I'm on the phone with Guinness all a lot, and we are talking about a closer and closer partnership with them that will have them directing more activity towards Twin Galaxies for video games. Um, and so that's going to have an impact on the user base, uh, growth-wise, for sure. Um, so, and there, so there's a number of things that we're doing to increase the participation so that the the scale of everything it starts functioning um, more effectively. But yes, Don, I your your point is taken. I just don't know if there's anything I can do about that without compromising. It's either designed for big things or it's designed for little things. You know. Yeah, no, I, I understand. It makes sense. So so that's all. And and, and the use of the word skill is is in part from a marketing perspective for players for the future so you do not want to strip that out and reduce it down because ultimately if you're done if it's five years from now twin galaxies has reached a scale everybody is understanding psi and it's like don atreides has a player skill index of this the the Doritos contract for sponsorship. Trust me, that word skill plays into how how these sponsors are lo are looking at you, right? I'm fine with calling it skill as long as I receive Doritos periodically. Doritos are nacho cheese. Um, okay, let me press on duplicate tracks. So. This is aimed at Mike Shroka, who hopefully is paying attention this time. Yeah, I am. All right. All right. So hear me now and listen to me later. A pure 100% duplicate track can't exist, like in terms of title and name, right? The system screens that out. But the examples that you're pointing to are 
uh, tracks that have the same rules effectively and uh, are duplicate. Now, here, here's, here's the challenge that exists. If we get into the practice of trying to chase down, okay, always think this way, because I'm forced to think this way, so I'm gonna force you to think this way. Think at scale, okay? One million people participating at Twin Galaxies, new tracks coming in all the time, there's gonna be duplicates. All right, so either you're spending a ton of money chasing down duplicates, looking at every rule set and deleting, or you, have, or you come up with a different way of, of dealing with it, right? That's, like, that's just yeah. the, that's the reality. So what, what I'm looking at in terms of, I, I agree that it's a problem, okay? But what I'm looking at in terms of solutions are the kind of solutions that Facebook and Twitter use, right? So um, if Mike Soroka is a giant famous celebrity and he, he's the Mike Soroka that everybody is normally looking for, um, but there's other Mike Srokas in the world with Twitter accounts. So what happens? Mike Shroka, the, the one you're always and should be looking for, he gets verified. So you know that's the Shroka, the real Shroka that you should be paying attention to and looking for. The other Shrokas are there. You can find them if you're looking for a, a different Shroka. But Twitter doesn't go through and delete all other Mike Shrokas that are there because they're duplicates, right? Or make that person add an E to their name or some sort of, some sort of thing. So I'm seeing a solution for this problem in that kind of universe in order to handle the scale problem that comes comes with it. What do you think? I agree because I'm, I'm starting to think about this more like your IMDB analogy. And I think that's why I kind of, you know, have too much passion about this and why I brought it up is because I think currently, um, I think that may deter people from participating. It seems stuff like that right. in the database. Now, I understand it will be a problem, and that's why I kind of addressed it, you know, kind of saying, hey, if we, if we don't have some way to fix this, when it gets bigger, it's going to be even harder to, um, to... I understand where you're coming at it from. Like well, you wrote something. That's why I kind of always said it's the community's responsibility. Like, I wish... More people would use the. Um, you have we have a forum set up. New was a new. Uh, it's not marketplace. It's the new track discussion. I as the. I don't want to say few users of Twin Galaxies, but the current users of Twin Galaxies, I think, should more or less test their ideas out there first, just because then they make a uh, a better representation or a better track for the game. Like, for example, in IMDb, you know, you don't just write Star Wars, that's, no, no, Star Wars Episode 7, why am I blank? The Force right. Awakens. There, there's, there's more detail that makes IMDb more respectable because the information is more precise. And that's what I'm kind of, you know, the tracks that, that I've been bringing up, that kind of, when I look at it, and new people may look at it, they go, oh, there's no continuity here. I mean, right. And, and you, wrote, you wrote in one message, which I thought was interesting, like, what if someone comes to the database and they, they see that one, but they don't, they don't scroll to, the, to see the rest of it, right? So they, they get the wrong, yep. right? And so, so 
so my again my thinking in in terms of the solution that has to come around this has to be something like you want all of the really valid forward-facing tracks to be presented first and um there's got to be some way like some verification system some some sort of mechanism that can allow that to take place right so like like a track can earn a verification or like something i like the what i don't want to do if we get into deleting tracks it will not scale it won't scale i can't keep up with a million people creating you know 20,000 tracks a month and we're running through trying to delete ones that have duplicate rules it just won't work right and so 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 you gave me db i'm like what do they do i'm just trying to think well, well you actually you you talked about it already and that's the idea of building up the gamers if there's a legitimate track and it's kind of like in hollywood if you don't know anything about star wars but you're kind of aware of hollywood if you, you saw 10 star wars you saw the one star wars where harrison ford was in you'd be like Oh, he's a big time. Yeah, actor. no, you know. Yes, it could be that. That that's that's not a bad idea. Where you the the system looks at who's participating on the track, and based on their that the that the PSI values of the players on the track, it then yeah. creates uh, a verification or a validity that elevates the track and makes it like the track. You know what I mean? So, so because, because there's going to be some other cool things coming. Like when you create a track, um, I want to implement something where you earn, earn things within Twin Galaxies the more that people participate on your track. So you're actually motivated to market your track. And to, so to add the idea of basically getting a, uh, a heavyweight player to play on your track so that it becomes more legitimate and that you earn more, you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. a lot, there's a lot of fun, fun, interesting stuff in, in there, I think, to, to, to solve this problem. I agree, though, it's a problem. Um, I just, we just, I just gotta, we just gotta think about it a little bit more. Yeah, there's no, there's no, I didn't have a solution either. I mean, it's just more of a, like I said, I would, like I said, I just, until it could be solved or when we get it to a bigger scale, you know, I just would hope that the, Kind of let's like say the common core of Twin Galaxies users right now, you know, maybe, you know, find the right words. Like uh, me and Bartek kind of went through it today, and I just can't think of the right word to describe the track that he did create. You know, there's just not enough clarity there. I just I think it needs to be. Well, for for right now. Just, in my opinion, need to take just a little bit more time. Well. To well, look, I look, I look. Obviously, we want quality tracks, but. Um, for right now, the system that's in place to kind of handle this, and I encourage you guys to use it, is use the star system. Vote tracks down. They will, they will physically move in the display to the bottom. So five-star tracks will always appear above one-star tracks. So when, when you see tracks that are just, they don't make sense or whatever, just give them one star. Get everybody to give them one star. It'll push them down so that new users who come in and they click like Donkey Kong or whatever, they're only going to see the, the, the tracks that are, you know, they're going to look at the first three, right? 
which will all be, you know, five rated, four rated star tracks. So for now, there is a mechanism for the community to push these tracks down visibly so that they don't tend to come up um, in the, in, as, as a in the meanwhile, right, while we figure out. But ultimately, I think the solution is for tracks themselves to become valid and more prominent based on who's participating on them, um, based on how many people are on them in general, you know, stuff like that. So that way, um, and then you really make the track creators promote their own track because they gain something for it, right? Yeah. Hey, Mike Shroga, please play on my Sonic track. Your, your PSI is this and it'll help lift it up. Um, because there's, I think there's economics eventually that can come out of uh, good solid track creation. Like, what's coming with this social media stuff are things like, um, like you're going to be able to, like all of your friends, I think like a few more minutes, I mean, give me like five more minutes. Um, here's a good example. Let's say you friend 10 people. Those friends' blog feeds are what's going to come up in your news feed, aside from the Twin Galaxies updates. But other than that, you're only going to see your friends' blog feeds, and they're only going to see yours, and you, you'll be able to control who, like, who can see what. And then basically your homepage, you're going to be able to have followers. So you, I could follow Mike Sroka on Twin Galaxies, and so you'll build up your followers, and then the more followers you have, like, th there's like a whole thing so that as you generate content on your own page for yourself, you can create value for yourself. It's very similar to how like YouTube is, right? If you build your own YouTube channel up, you can actually get things. Well, Twin Galaxies will be like that, except it's all about, you know, only video game, your, your interests, you, who you are, you know, um, and you'll be able to eventually have a settle it on the screen page, right? Where it's all within Twin Galaxies and you can put the show and so anyway, all this stuff ties in together. Being able to hold hold your all hold all your own tournaments and and have that worked over with Wes's system and all this. Just know that there's a crap ton of thinking going on about this stuff. Um, let me rush. I'm, I'm going. Please, everybody, please. I can't tell you why I know this, but I'm telling you this. Hear me now. Twitch is not going to forever store your videos for free. It is not. Okay? Already, Twitch, Twitch's content ID system is going through archive videos and removing copyrighted music and all this other stuff. You could lose valuable information from your performance. Um, there are changes. I'm, I know all these people, okay? So I'm just telling you. There are changes coming. Make sure you upload your performance videos directly into TG so they can be preserved. Period. Just do it. Don't even use anything else. Don't do it. I'm telling you. If you need help, people on the forums will teach you how to take it out of Twitch, put it into YouTube, and then download it to your computer, and then submit it to TG. I know that sounds like a lot, but it can be done. Yes, and trust me. Computer or anything else like that. It's this, this free video storage that, just trust me, you want to put them, upload them to TG. Please do that. That's my only two notes on that. And then I'm at the game over. I have four minutes left. 
um, before I'm out, I'm out of here. Is there anything, any questions that anybody has about anything? Um, I, well, here's just like, just so you know, the right to more people today know about twin galaxies than in the history of ever before. That's just a fact. Literally more human beings. So you're, you're, you, it's, it's, that is a good thing for a twin galaxies member who has a twin galaxies record. <laughs> it's just, it's not, it doesn't, more people know about it and have discovered it. And you might have noticed that there have been some newer users showing up to the site and starting to participate and asking questions. And hopefully we as a community just will be welcoming. <laughs> um, I've solved the issue of speed runs. So we will be bringing our 33,000 speed run tracks back soon. Um, so that people who like to speed run will be able to build their PSI from the performances they've already created. Um, and uh, so we're, I, I figured out a solution so that the entire speed running community uh, does not get upset. Um, and so we'll be implementing that solution soon. So that will be good. And uh, what else? Any, anything else? that is piping hot off the presses. Um, I think it's amazing that Daybreak has actually is putting in a Twin Galaxies hoodie clothing item into their video game. What a milestone for Twin Galaxies, right? I mean, they've got what? They get like 700,000 players a month playing their, their game. And, uh, and literally the rarest item now in that game is going to be a Twin Galaxies hoodie. It's, it's, it's amazing. So the value of that sucker is going to skyrocket inside their own marketplace. Because normally when they make stuff for their game, they make it so that it's available to everybody in the game, but that's not how it worked for the Twin Galaxies hoodie. It was only people who contributed to the campaign. So you're talking about a fraction of a fraction of H1Z1 players that are going to be running around with this Twin Galaxies logo on their back and everybody clamoring to get one. And uh, yeah. they can't, but it's, it's, you know, obviously it's gonna promote Twin Galaxies. And another thing is um, I've been in discussions with the lead designer of H1Z1 and I'm gonna head down there to have a conversation about how Twin Galaxies can work directly with a video game developer to mine the data and, and create validation um, so that they can have uh, um, more cheater-free servers, you know, like, or servers that have players that have been va validated by Twin Galaxies, and those people want to keep their validation so they're not going to be cheating, they're not going to be doing these things, and so um, it's going to be part of the prototype model of how Twin Galaxies works directly with video game developers to uh, incorporate the Twin Galaxies uh, sort of philosophy oh. in into games themselves. I got 30 seconds left, and then I'm out. So, uh, Quignami, I am always blowing hot air. Always. Hey, awesome stat, Jace, real quick. Yeah. 8,828 approved submissions since, since you started the new adjudication system. I that, believe that is an off peak. That is a huge, that's a huge thing. 
Up, oh, I'm getting I'm getting counted out. I got four seconds left. Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you next time. See you on the board.